You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, everyone. This is Kelly Jackson, host of Sassy Seniors. How's everyone doing? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I had a great one. I went to Chicago, visited my family. It was very small. There was only four of us. We cooked so much food, and we had so many leftovers. I'm sure you did, too. So I was able to uh, take some back home with me when I came back to St. Louis, and I'm still eating them, but um, we had a good time, and I hope that you were able to spend it with your family and or friends. Well, you know, the month of November is one of my favorite months, not only because the weather gets colder outside and the leaves turn, but it is National Adopt a Senior Pet Month, and we're at the very tail end of it. So this is my opportunity to remind all of you to give the gift of a forever home to a senior. You know, I have my website, arf.com, and in our tagline is that we celebrate senior pets, which we do each and every day. And I kind of like to think of our seniors, they're kind of like a a fine wine because dogs age so well. There are endless benefits to adopting a senior pet. You can see those on my website. And, you know, visit your local shelter. There's always a senior dog or cat waiting to be adopted. Or you can also contact local groups in your area who specialize in senior pet adoptions and who also foster senior dogs. Well, my guest today knows all too well about seniors because she raised her dog from puppyhood all the way up until he was 20 and a half years old. So my guest today is Bernadine Santi Stevan. Did I say it right? Yes, that's correct. Hello. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited about being on your show with you. Well, we're happy to have you. And you raised your beloved pooch, Paco Sosa, until he was right, 20 and a half years old? Yes, that's correct. Yes. And he was, he was a little celeb in New York. Yes, he, he was New York's oldest dog at the time of his passing. And uh, yeah, he was a celebrity. Well, you know, even though he passed away February of 2010, and when you have someone, a being in your life, for all of those years, I can't imagine he's more than a member of your family. Oh, yes. I mean, for me, Paco, growing up with him and then being adults with him, and then the last couple of years, essentially taking care of him like he was my grandfather, I learned so much going through the whole life with him. To me, he was my greatest teacher, truly. And for that reason, you decided to film a documentary. Not a documentary, I'm sorry. A film, actually, right? Yeah, it's a film called Wolf Dog that actually was inspired by something really magical that happened, uh, an experience that Paco and I shared the last few weeks that we were together that led us back home to New Mexico, which is where we were both from, to seek out the teachings of the ancient ones, the elders in the Native American and indigenous Spanish community, of which I'm a member, to seek out their teachings about animals. And it was an amazing experience. And we had originally set off on this journey because 
Paco had a, a major seizure, and against all odds, he survived. And something very unusual happened. The night I brought him home from the hospital, I had a dream that convinced me that Paco, for some reason, wasn't at peace with letting go, and that I had to take him back home to seek out the ancient ones to get help for him. And, you know, I woke up. I, I just couldn't believe this dream, and, and I knew it was just the craziest thing in the world to do this, to follow this dream. But Paco and I had been together for 20 years. And, you know, as you said, he was more than family. Mm -hmm. And I felt like if there was any chance that going back to New Mexico and taking Paco with me could help him in some way, then, yeah, I was, I was going to do something crazy. So we set off on this journey to New Mexico and met up with our ancient ones. And, you know, to make a long story short, just some incredible things happened along the way. And I learned that this journey wasn't about me helping Paco. It was really Paco helping me before his passing to make sure I would be okay. Isn't that amazing? Because as we were doing our, our pre-interview last week and you were saying it just the film just kept evolving every day. You kind yeah, of set it, out to do one thing and then it turns out to be something else. Yeah, and even um, actually what happened is when I had this dream I and I decided I was going to take Paco back home, I didn't even know why. I didn't even necessarily plan on making a film, but I just somehow knew that I had to, to document this journey we were taking, so I convinced the cameraman to follow us around. Mm. And yeah, the, the whole um, film was a process of discovery along the way, and, and even after Paco's passing, because I've been working on the film you know, past that, way past that, it's still been, you know, up to even just a couple of months ago, I was still discovering some of the elements of the story. And it, it's just been really magical, an amazing process. Now, your family, which is, I think, so fascinating, too. You said your family has been in New Mexico over 400 years. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. We come from a colony of Spaniards that left Spain during the Inquisition, and we first settled in what's now known as Mexico, but then the Mexico City Inquisition started, and then we migrated up to what's now southern Colorado, northern New Mexico. At the time, it was referred to as the end of the earth because it was so isolated. So that's where my family's been for over 400 years. So we're considered the uh, indigenous Spaniards of the country, really, uh, and we were here even before the pilgrims came. Wow, that's just fascinating. And so, so much of that, obviously, was taken into the film because you visited people of New Mexico. I'm trying, I can't even think of the, what the wording would be. Um, yeah, we visited, I call them, refer to them in the film, and we do back home as the, the ancient ones, Los Ancianos. And because I come from a long, I have a long history in New Mexico, I have special access to these people, many of whom would not really allow themselves to be filmed in general or in this manner. And so we visited with elders from my Spanish community as well as from the Navajo and the Pueblo Indian communities of New Mexico, the ancient ones. Yeah, it was, it was quite yeah. magical. And this had to have been a really a learning process for you because you are a former venture capitalist and you worked in private equity. Yes, right? yes. I've worked completely in opposite capital. of what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it is. And essentially, you know, I basically left my job to be able to take Paco back home. And, you know, this isn't something <laughs> that, uh, you know, it makes no logical sense 
whatsoever. And <laughs> but you know, it's just sometimes you got to follow your heart. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Especially when it comes to to our our animal friends and family. Well, let's talk about, and we'll get back to to the documentary because you really need need to raise funds because you're you're finished filming it, but you have a lot left to do, and it's not cheap. I mean, it comes with a price, and and we'll yeah, talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about that, and and what our listeners can do to help. But let's talk about how um you and Paco got together. I believe Paco and I both come from New Mexico, as I mentioned, and that was quite some time back. And you know, I um. I believe our animals choose us. I, I don't believe we choose them, even though we think we do. And, you know, so for many years, I did believe that I chose Paco, but I realize now that they come to us to to do things like what Paco did for me. He, once again, he was my, he was my greatest teacher and he's helped me become who I am as a person. And you got him when he was what? He a was, puppy. He was, he was a puppy. He was four, he was actually four months old when I got him. So he was actually little, little, older than when people get some puppies or a lot of puppies. And actually, that's one of the reasons I wanted him, or I thought I chose him, is because I kind of was feeling like other people may not choose him because he was not as small as the other puppies. And and that's why, you know, I've even advanced much more than that these days, and that's why I love what you're doing because, you know, elder pets are so often the pets that people typically wouldn't choose because they are older. And and it's so important for us to take care of everyone in our community, including the older pets and the older people. And I know that something I've mentioned to you in our pre-interview is is one of the things that Paco showed me, especially in the last couple of years of his life, where he needed much more attention of my attention and care, is that in our society, you know, people start getting gray or wrinkles and suddenly so often they become invisible and I know it's this society the same thing with pets yes we are so obsessed with youth it just in america we are and you're right it goes from the humans to the pets we love absolutely. young absolutely absolutely yeah. and uh, you know even as as i remember you mentioning if we if we can't even respect our elder people i mean imagine with pets how mm-hmm. much farther away we are. So right. he, he truly showed me this aspect of society that and has opened my eyes to being more sensitive about this. And, and yeah, Paco, it's been amazing. Paco was a dachshund. Yes, yes. And uh-huh. as we call the wiener dogs here in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> he was a cute little yes. dachshund. Did yes. you ever imagine that, well, you know, he truly against all odds because Typically, the lifespan of our dogs, depending on their breed, you know, whether smaller breeds, do live longer. Did you ever imagine that he would live to be the ripe age oh, of 20 and a half? Never, never. You know, you're a kid and you get a dog, and or at least I did, and I never imagined I'd be spending, like, most of my life with him, with a dog, or, you know, yeah. <laughs> I just, mm-hmm. it was just, Never imagine that. <laughs> yes, yes. And like you were saying earlier, and I know other people who are listening right now, other pet owners can attest to this. It really is so interesting when you get a dog. Often people do, you know, they, they get them when they're puppies or, you know, maybe up to a year old. And you see truly before your eyes that aging process through the years. And it's really humbling how you see them go from a feisty little dog to 
a dog that truly is, you know, toward the end, the end stages of their life. And it's really fascinating to me. Yeah, and you know, that reminds me, like, one of the things uh, in the last, because Paco was pretty feisty and, and pretty mobile until he was about 18, and then he slowed down a lot, and the last couple of years, you know, I had to get special equipment for him to walk to help him and so forth, and it was important for him to walk a lot to keep his joints, you know, in shape, but a walk that would normally take us about five minutes was taking us up to 30 at times, because, mm-hmm. and, and, we're, and we live in New York City, where people move quickly. Yes. So Paco and I would be moving, walking very slowly our walks, and um, it taught me a lot about patience as mm-hmm. well. It really taught me a lot about patience. But something remarkable that started happening at that point is that I literally, no exaggeration, almost every day at least one person would come up to us and say, bless you. <laughs> to Paco and, and or me and when it first started happening I was like a bit taken aback because it was very unusual you know to say the least And but then it just kept happening over and over and over and so finally I just started blessing people back I didn't know what else to do I was like thank you bless you too <laughs> yeah. bless you back so, and I, I became like very, I used to enjoy going out and getting blessed with Paco. It was like it turned into a very fun, a new, from an unusual to a fun uh, walk for us. <laughs> right. Oh, I love that. That's a great story. Well, Bernadine, we're going to take a quick break, everyone. And when we come back, we're going to talk about whether maybe Bernadine has the secret to the fountain of youth when it comes to, to our pets. I want to talk more about her film, and also some of the collaborations that you have, including you two. So, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Is the coast clear? Go. Are you sure they went to Petco? Where else would they go? Whoopsie. Hey, calm down. I smell presents. <gasps> go to PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco and get up to 40% off hundreds of holiday items at Petco. PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco. Uh-oh, step on it. Okay. Oh, not on my tail. <laughs> Petco, where the pets go. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. It's the holidays at PetSmart, so come one and all. There are hundreds of gifts for pets big and pets small. Toys only at PetSmart so special and new. They'll love the gifts. You'll love the value. Hurry to PetSmart today for your very best friend and save 30 to 50% before the holiday ends. The holidays are just around the corner. 
Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. So shop early and save money. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart today. Brent Atwater, and I'm the Animal Reincarnation Authority. Join me every week on Alive Again and let me look at your pet's energy to determine if they're going to reincarnate. I'll be able to tell you when they're going to come back and what they look like. So send me your pet's photo and email me your question at brent at petliferadio.com. I'm looking forward to answering your questions on Alive Again. Every week only on petliferadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Sassy Seniors. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and I am with Bernadine Santi Stevan. She is a filmmaker, and she has a film that will be coming out with the help of you, hopefully, <laughs> called Wolf Dog. And it's about her her 20-and-a-half-year-old dog, Paco Sosa, who died last year. But it's also about so many other things, the circle of life and going back to her New Mexico roots. And to put a film together, and you said it's kind of like a new wave of filmmaking where it's kind of reality meets fiction, right? Correct, yes. So it's not... A documentary and it's not totally just fictionalized. So the 20 days that we were actually in New Mexico filming with the ancient ones, mm-hmm. all that, everything that was filmed there for the most part, it just, it happened. You know, we didn't stage anything. We filmed these encounters with one camera. You had one take. It happened and that was it. That's what you had. And, but then there's some components um, that we filmed in New York during 15 days where they were sort of setting up the story that led to New Mexico for the most part, sort of um, reenacting some ep- episodes or, or small components that were fictionalized. So there was a part that was shot, it was shot in New Mexico documentary style, mm-hmm. but then you had the part in New York that was shot like a regular film, and then they were combined together. So, yeah, think, it's a new wave. Yeah, and you even have, like, some animation within the film. Yes, yes. We have about eight minutes of animation in the film because what was really fascinating, when we met the ancients, it was all about teachings that we get from animals. There was a lot of that involved. And every time, within the context of the film, the story, every time Paco and I meet one of these ancient ones, there's something that they say that triggers an animation story to come within mm. the film. About An animation story includes an indigenous story of what animals have to teach us. So in creating these animation elements, an amazing Emmy Award-winning animator came on board. He was, he was very inspired by Paco's story and came on board. And what we ended up doing, we, we spent one year working around with the clock on just the eight minutes of animation to create animated Navajo sand paintings. Navajo sand paintings are an ancient religious art form. And so he developed a new technique that was developed for this film that's never been done before to animate sand. 
Oh my! And it was just absolutely stunning work, and it's just I'm oh, it's so beautiful. I cannot wait to see this film. Now, here's the deal. If you go on her website, it's Indiegogo.com, right? Forward slash yes. Wolfdog. Yeah, basically, we have a campaign to raise some money on Indiegogo.com. And if you look up Wolfdog, you know, my project will come up. And we're currently looking to raise the final funds that we need to pay for some animation and music costs for the film that will complete the film, essentially. And we only have a few more days left on the campaign. So, um, you December know, every little... December 6th, is that right? Correct. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you can donate as much as $10 to as much as you want, higher than that. And every dollar helps tremendously. And every dollar goes to this film because you break it down on the website, you know, what every dollar is needed for. And that's that's what I like about it. So people do know what it's going to. Yes, absolutely. And the other thing I love about this is that you hope to share this. Obviously, you hope to get a distribution deal, but you also hope to share this with shelters across the country, too. right? Yeah, my plan is to provide the film to various animal organizations to use, well, not only to spread the word about honoring animal lives and the many things that animals have to teach us, but also, you know, so that they can use it as a fundraiser for their own efforts. So mm-hmm. I truly want, I want this film, my, my hope is that this film will open eyes around the world to the amazing gifts that animals bring us, but also that it can help organizations financially as well further their efforts. So, yes, that's my hope. Now, how does you two, because you do a lot of collaborations, how do they come in the picture? Well, what's really exciting is like, you know, that so many people out there, amazing people, have been inspired by the film and have contributed. So one of the groups on the music side that has donated some music to the film is you two. And it took me three months to get a hold of them and I kept moving and going and going so it was like through a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend (laughs) (laughs) sort of thing but I was finally able to reach them and they learned of the film and and, uh, agreed to contribute a song which is quite amazing I mean it's that is it's the perfect song for the scene and everyone who watches the film will know exactly what I mean it's a song that comes off of the Joshua Tree which is one of their earlier works And, you know, I was told that a song like that would normally cost around $250,000 if I were to license it, Mm. which I way don't have that money. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like such an amazing gift. And, And we've had other folks like that contribute. We have a couple of songs contributed by Moby. Lori Anderson, Anderson. who's such an amazing performing artist, is contributing music. And um, we even have some music and special performances by um, an individual from the Taos Pueblo of New Mexico. He's a Native American who's won two Grammys for his work. And he actually flew into New York to record some some original music for us. So it's That's amazing. Very Robert Mirabal? Robert Mirabal, yes. Robert mm-hmm. Mirabal, a wonderful have- musical artist. Animation Cell, doing the animation. Yeah, and Dean Parker he, also, whose credits include Twilight series yeah, and he, Brothers. Yeah, Dean, That's the amazing. composer, has worked on the Twilight series, all the Coen Brothers films. 
Yeah, and it's just been remarkable. All well, it is remarkable that people are donating and giving their time. But you're a little over 6,500, I believe, right? And you need to raise about 20,000. Yeah, yeah. So we have a, a ways to go. We have a ways to go, and on, only a few more days. And as I said, every every dollar counts. So, <laughs> you know, and is greatly, greatly appreciated, and will really go to helping animals and, and tax deductible too. Right, yes, we're sponsored by a nonprofit organization, so it's, right. it's tax deductible. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about, I'm wondering, do you have the secret to the fountain of youth when it comes to pets? Because when it came to Paco Sosa living to be 20 and a half, what did you feed him? What was, were, were there any <laughs> secrets to this? <laughs> well, you know, people have been asking me that since he turned 15, right? <laughs> and actually, yes, he, he did eat some really healthy food. I'm a big believer in being as natural as possible in terms of what we eat, what we put in our body. So organic foods and, and, you know, try to stay away from medications that are from pharmacies and use natural means of curing oneself if possible. Mm. And so, you know, Paco, I, I also practiced that and fed him very natural foods. And even when he would get sick, I try to find remedies that are actually natural remedies as opposed to getting pills from the the doctors like for diarrhea, you know, pumpkin, puree pumpkin mm. is really good for things like that. So yes, I did feed him some good food, but first and foremost, I believe it's love. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing more powerful than love. And it wasn't just the love that I had for him that kept him going. It was the love he had for me. Mm. He wanted to be with me and take care of me as well. So it was really love. That's so, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. It's, oh, so touching. I want to get back to your film one more time, too, because I was asking you, why did you title it Wolf Dog? Why Wolf? The wolf has yes. a lot to do with your film. Oh, yes, it does. The dream that I'd mentioned to you that really set, set all of this in course, it was actually a dream that I had about a wild wolf that that started this whole thing. And when I went to New Mexico to speak with the ancient ones, I hadn't mentioned the dream to anyone, but the wolf kept coming up all the time, over and over and over. And, and I learned also in speaking, in particular with the people from the Pueblo, Pueblo communities, Pueblo Native American communities, that each animal, they believe, has a certain power. And the wolf is considered the animal that is the great teacher among the animals. And before I had set off to New Mexico, I had realized for me that Paco had been my greatest teacher. So I saw the link there. I was like, whoa, you know, all these coincidences. And then the wolf being the teacher who I believe Paco is for me. So at one point, we decided to go film some wild wolves because I felt like, you know, I think it's important that we film the wolves and maybe get some footage so we can reenact this dream that I had, which seems to be important. I don't know why it's important. I just know it is. So it so happens that one of the very few wild wolf sanctuaries that you find in the country happens to be in New Mexico. So my camera guy and I drove out there, and um, I convinced the people there to let us go on the grounds with some of the wolves to film them. And I was off standing in another area, far from where my camera guy was filming, and he was tracking this one beautiful wolf. All of a sudden, you know, the wolf, the wolf comes to me, runs to me, and it was totally unplanned and unexpected, jumps on me, 
rolls at my feet for a bit, licks my face, and then runs off. <laughs> and the wolf is taller and bigger than I am. Girl, you uh, are I, brave. Well, you know, the thing is, I couldn't, I, I will never be able to explain it. When I saw this wolf coming, I just felt no fear whatsoever. I just felt, like, so happy. And I would, yeah, no fear whatsoever. And it was just a remarkable, the most remarkable experience of my life. And I later showed a screen pull of this, which is like a, a still frame from the video that my camera guy captured. Mm-hmm. I showed a photo of this to a member of the Hopi tribe in New Mexico, who's part of the wolf clan. And he told me that when a wild animal, they believe when a wild animal licks your face, he's telling you that his spirit is going to be watching over you for the rest of your life. And that's when it really dawned upon me, or at least I believe, I came to the conclusion that this wolf that had been coming to me in my dream was Paco in his next life. Mm -hmm. And this wolf that came up and ran to me and licked my face and ran off was to be Paco in his next life. Wow. And so Paco, Paco, who is a dog, he is my wolf dog. He's my great teacher. And now he's running free in the land of the ancients as a wolf. I love um, that story. That is just, it all comes together. It all comes together. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing this film. It's 85 minutes long, right? Yes. Estimated. It's going to be 85 minutes long. The film is called Wolf Dog. And it's filmed by Bernadine Fancy-Savant. <laughs> and if you would like to contribute and even just see a bit of this film, it's on Indiegogo.com and you can do a search for Wolf Dog. And Bernadine, I truly wish you all the luck in this. And um, Thank you. You know, Thank I believe you. our pets are some of our greatest teachers and Paco Sosa continues to teach us all. Yes, yes. He's a wolf dog for all of us. I know. Well, I want to keep in touch because I I want to see how things go with you and um, and with the film. Definitely. And thank you so much. It's a pleasure to speak with you. And and thank you so much for everything you're doing for our senior pets. It's so inspiring. Well, thank you very much. Again, their website is com. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. Of course, if you want to learn everything about Senior Pets, you can always go to my website, arf.com. That's double A-R-double-F.com. You only have how many days left before December and the end of National Adopt-A-Senior Pet Day? You have two days left, but every day is Adopt-A-Senior Pet Day, at least in my book. So again, support our senior dogs or some of the last to go in the shelters and um, make them a part of your life because Miko, my dog, made such a great impact on me and will always be a part of my life. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, see ya. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.